And um, coming up, his name is a lot easier to say, and he's an old friend, of course. Tim Ashoff is going to be joining us from Crete, and that's even easier to say. <laughs> like those one-syllable names, Tim's going to be joining us on the program. And as I mentioned a, a little bit earlier uh, this morning, uh, bidding season in the industry is uh, taking place right now. Uh, did you know there was a bid season? Um, what does that mean for trucking companies? What do drivers need to know and what should you know about the bid season? And we'll talk about uh, customer relations, uh, the, uh, the, you know, negotiating techniques and things like that. Um, what about mileage uh, in terms of year to year? What are the trends uh, this bid season? Uh, you know, that's the big word now in our vocabulary. Things are trending this way, trending that way. Uh, we'll find out what the trends are from Tim Ashoff this morning. And uh, we'll see um, if there's an uptick in demand. And, of course, we always ask Tim to kind of dust off that crystal ball and kind of look into the future for just a little bit. So uh, Tim joins us from uh, Crete and Schaefer in just a moment here on the Dave Nemo Show. And we'll be right back. Tim Ashoff is on with us from Crete, Schaefer, Hunt. Hey, Tim, good morning. Good morning. Great to be here again. Man, it's great to have you with us as always, as always. Uh, bidding, boy, there's a season, the, 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 you know, um, there's a season for everything. That's a, a biblical principle, and I guess we're going to go biblical on everybody this morning because it's bid season in the trucking industry. Um, and I, and I kind of ventured that maybe some folks don't realize that there is a bid season, uh, but it's on. Um, so, and my question is, is it around this time of year or are there specific begin and end dates that have been kind of traditionally uh, adhered to? And, you know, traditionally it uh, starts in January and uh, wraps up typically by the end of February with then the new um, awards, as we call them, the lanes we get awarded taking in effect March has been the typical season. We have seen that broaden out a little bit where some companies have, have pulled that back to where they may start um, even bidding a little bit in, in December and, and November. Uh, some of that depends on demand out there and if shippers think they need to get out in front of um, the cycle and, and secure uh, trucks and drivers. But typically we see it in January and, and the longstanding, at least from the trucker's perspective, has been uh, we think shippers did that because, uh, as you know, for many years, uh, January and February are the slowest times of year. So if, if they're putting their freight out to bid at the slow time, they think we might be hungry for freight and, and uh, not bid quite as high to make sure we get it. So that's that's always been our logic as to why it's uh, January and February. But, but other than that, I don't have a good reason for it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Uh, in our industry here, uh, it's basically in the fall, but it's mainly um, based on the calendar year. You know, uh, if the people sign contracts uh, for the year generally, and so you want to get started in January, run through the year. Not not always. I mean, they're, they're, that, that, that's a real loose thing. Don't get me wrong, but uh, that's an interesting thing about the uh, the uh, uh, underlying. Uh, reasoning for for that i did not think of that myself and um so um they're using every advantage they can you're using every advantage you can um so um how do uh, so everybody everybody who's listening right now is either um has contracted with someone um generally speaking i mean you know you, you have folks that run without contracts but the companies have contracts um 
And they, uh, they've been dealing in many cases with the same customers for, for many years. In fact, in some cases, you like you guys for generations, really. Uh, but is it open, uh, open warfare out there when, when bidding season uh, comes up in the industry? You know, it really, it can be, and some of that depends on, you know, what, what we're in on the cycle. Uh, you know, if we're on a strong freight cycle or a weak straight freight cycle, and, and now, of course, we've been going into a strong freight cycle for about six to, to seven months here. So um, what we see is is that for us, um, what, what you may say it's open season, generally, as you indicated, we, you want networks to be somewhat stable. And so you don't want a lot of change, but what you want is improvement. And uh, that's the way we are approaching, you know, bid season with, you know, we have a lot of core customers um, that we've been with for generations, as you mentioned, and that really helps us provide the backbone of what we call our freight network, which is you know, what we need to keep our drivers productive, you know, know where they're going to pick up, know where they're going to deliver and when they're going to deliver and have another freight, uh, load of freight available right away for them. So that stability in that network is important. Um, for that, but we always need to make improvement. So, can we work with customers during bid season to, uh, you know, make freight more productive, do more drop and hook, uh, lower the empty miles between loads? Um, what we've been doing in the last couple of years too is really going after the longer length of haul loads. Typically, um, the longer the load a driver can haul, the more miles are going to get in a day. So, uh, look with our customers and with new customers, uh, what freight's available and how can we win. Uh, through the bid season here, that longer length of haul freight. So there, there's a lot of factors that, that go into uh, how you approach a bid season, you know, depending on the needs of your network and kind of where we're at in that overall cycle. There are a number of outlying factors, obviously, that affect um, everybody's bid season, no matter what um, industry you are in. You have your normal day-to-day course of uh, events and negotiations, and then you always have all of these wild cards that play in. Um, a couple of wild, well, one of them is pretty obvious. I even, I gotta cringe every time I think I have to say those three letters, you know, E-L-D, so that's one. Yep. But there's another two, and um, I thought maybe we might kind of just dwell on detention for just a moment. Yesterday, I ran through a, a good portion of this 76-page document that was released by the uh, DOT's Office of Inspector General. And essentially uh, what they said was, well, we know there's a problem with detention and there's not much we can do about it. The FMCSA, and I'm really boiling this down to nothing here, but the FMCSA says, hey, do you really want the government in on, on this in the first place? Um, now, I'm really paraphrasing a lot, but that's kind of my takeaway from this. So, um, number one, um, is ELD the, uh, the big wild card this season, this bid season? And how, uh, and I know detention has been a, an issue for a long time. Um, is it really um, bumped up the scale in its, its own right? Uh, the answer to both those questions is, is yes, and, and uh, particularly on the ELDs, I think we're seeing it in two ways. One is just uh, with the implementation of ELDs, there's just less driver's time available, meaning there's less than capacity available. So I think overall it's impacted the supply and demand uh, impact. So that's been positive for, for drivers and for, for the trucking companies to get 
you know, increased rates because there's less supply and more demand. But where we're seeing it in particular are those loads that are uh, sometimes we call them the, the tweener loads. They're they're not really a short regional haul load. And they're not a long haul load. They're that you know five to six hundred mile load that. Um, let me just put it this way. Without ELDs, maybe you could make sure you could deliver that in a day. Uh, but with ELDs, it's much more difficult. And so we're seeing um, trucking companies either shy away from those loads now because they either want a load that's maybe 450 miles where a driver can get on and off of it for sure in a day, or it's you know 900 miles where they can get two days worth of good productivity on their load. So, so that, that medium length of haul load there, I think you're seeing rates go up a fair amount on that just because of uh, how ELD has impacted the productivity of those loads. Um, so yes, that's that's had an impact this cycle. With respect to detention, uh, it's really been a good cycle for drivers in that you know we've been focusing hard with our customers on saying we need to use all of a driver's time wisely. And anytime a driver is sitting for um, you know, reasons that aren't legitimate, that's not using the, the driver's time wisely. So what can we do to reduce that detention? And certainly there's, you know, ways you can do it with saying, hey, if, if you don't have our driver moving within, you know, a certain amount of time, then we're going to we're gonna charge you. And that's okay. Uh, and then, you know, we pay our drivers guaranteed detention, so we pay them. But, but drivers like to be moving, and we like the trucks to be moving. So the biggest thing is how do we just eliminate that detention altogether? So we've been working hard with uh, shippers throughout this bid cycle saying, you know, we can give you one rate if it's a drop and hook, meaning, you know, we can come in with the driver and, and he's going to be able to drop that loaded trailer, pick up an empty and leave right away or pick up another loaded trailer and leave right away. Or if you, if it's going to be live load, unload, where there's even a chance of detention, we're going to have to charge you more. And so that's steering, you know, more of our capacity towards, towards drop and hook and just avoiding the overall potential for detention. But even in those situations where it are, you know, a lot of customers were still, you know, historically saying, well, we get four hours to load or unload. And although with most of our customers, it's typically been two. So we're using this bid cycle to say, you know, we got to drive that down, you know, even down to one to the extent we can, but certainly everyone needs to be on a standard of two. We did a, um, a series with a, um, a, um, a, a infrastructure and logistics uh, planner and uh, he travels around the country talking to um, shippers a lot and is part of that community. And two years ago on this program, she said that uh, she is now telling, and this is two years ago, she says, I'm now telling my shippers to be prepared for the day when you cannot find a truck. How close to that day are we now? You know, I would say in parts of the country and on certain days of the week, it, it, we're there. Um, we're seeing that, you know, which is, is particularly for this time of year, as I mentioned earlier, this is generally the slower time of year. Mm-hmm. And so for this time of year where, um, you know, we have some of our good customers that are saying, look, I, I really need a truck in, in this part of the country and, and what can you do to get it? And, you know, we look within you know, four or 500 miles and we don't have an available truck and we're hearing, you know, that they can't find, you know, trucks from other companies either. Uh, I wouldn't say that that's, you know, across the country and it's, and it's every day of the week, but you're starting to see that um, in, as I mentioned, in, in areas of the country in particular uh, and certain days of the week. So, you know,
you know, as we get into what a busier season come, you know, spring merchandise starts moving here shortly, and then you get into, you know, March, April, May, where there's generally a pickup. I think that could spread to, to more parts of the country. Um, without really getting into the weeds, and boy, you know, uh, all you got. In, as far as I'm concerned, all you got to do is put your toe off the sidewalk, and you're in the weeds on something called blockchain. Um, but blockchain is the new uh, paradigm now for trucking slash transportation. Uh, it's been in play for a while in a number of areas, real estate being one of the major components. Um, but, but this is sort of like a, a, a question here that um, kind of plays to be prepared for the day when you can't find a truck and you're saying, well, yeah, that day is kind of like now, you know, um, are trucking companies of starting to cooperate a little bit and is blockchain going to help that situation quite a bit because it's very transparent and um, everybody kind of knows what's going on if you're in the chain, obviously, but are, are more and more people starting to look at blockchain as not so much a solution, but at least something that'll smooth out some things for a while? You know, I, I think so. I think we're kind of just as an industry really dipping our, our toe in it. Uh, we're, we have a long ways to go from, from my perspective, but it, but it's, but we're starting and that's what you have to do with anything. And, and from our perspective, I think where we see that helping is, you know, we don't play as much in that, uh, uh, I'll call it the, you know, the, uh, Uber world of freight where everyone's going to see where everyone's trucks is and where it's available and, and, mm -hmm. and try to match it up that way because, again, we have contracted customers. Customers uh, and um, and you know know that direct relationship, but where it is going to help with is that the efficiency, even with our contracted customers, on uh, on being more precise on when a, a truck's going to be available and where, and match that up with their load. So again, we take wasted time, really wasted down to the minute, uh, out of the day for a driver. And if you if you use drivers minutes more wisely, then we have more minutes uh, for, for our customers out there. So I think if we can use that technology to gain efficiencies through that transparency and ease of doing operation, that's where I think it will impact people like us the most. You know, I always kind of make false comparisons between what we do and what you guys in trucking do. We both keep logs, and they are very, very serious logs. They have to be accurate. Uh, we kind of are in a, a studio that is sort of like the cab of a truck, maybe a touch bigger, but in many cases not very much bigger. We have control panel and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, so we're, we're sitting in a seat, and we're surrounded by technology. Um I never thought, though, that I would see the day that the one thing that, that uh, is the bottom line for us and always has been is the clock. And I never thought I would see the day, and you just said it, that uh, you guys would be down to the minute just like we are. That's stunning. It really is. You know, and, and you know, it's really forced us, I think, as, as a company um, to really manage better for our drivers. And we've talked about this before where the industry has sort of flipped, where that time management always was on the driver's shoulders, um, giving what they could do with uh, hours of service and, and logs and those things. And, and, you know, even before electronic logs, we were saying that we needed to help our drivers better. And, and that does start, we're talking about bid, bid season here, mm -hmm. with the best quality freight out there. And, 
and that's what we do focus on. You know, we tell our customers during this bid season, look, what we have to sell our drivers is good quality freight. And so um, if, if your freight isn't good quality freight, um, you know, we're going to shy away from that because then it wastes drivers' minutes. And so, yeah, it is amazing how our focus, and I, I remember um, really it was about nine years ago um, that we as a, as a company dissected a driver's day down to the minute for the first time and then said, okay, where in each of this 24-hour period can we do things differently um, to better use that driver's time? Because ultimately, that's the best for the driver. And so, yeah, we focused on it a lot, and that continues to be our focus. And who knows, maybe one day we'll be talking down to the second here. (laughs) Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Because that computer works on seconds. It works on nanoseconds. Let's get kind of get back to bidding season here. Kind of, I kind of went in all kinds of directions here on you, Tim. Tim Ashoff is with us from Crete Schaefer Hunt, of course, and uh, we're talking about bid season, which is underway now in the uh, trucking world, the transportation world in, in general. Getting more customers during bid season should mean drivers will get more miles. Um, how have uh, Crete's miles been compared, say, to last year? We've really seen continued improvement uh, year over year. As I mentioned, really started probably about nine months ago now, and we continue to see that. And it's it's very uh, you know happy to see that, particularly in January and February, when as I mentioned, typically it's it's slower. And uh, you know I do really contribute that to the to what we're able to do as as a as a company right now, which I would hope other trucking companies are doing for their drivers as well, is that, you know, find the freight that matches up best to keep your drivers moving. And and so bid season gives us that opportunity because, you know, there's always freight out there that isn't uh, as good as others. And, and I, you know, when I talk to our drivers, um, I say that, look, our goal, as I mentioned, is to get you the best freight available. Sometimes, you know, with good long-term customers, um, you know, and 95 out of 100 of their loads are really good, but they got five that aren't quite as good. But to, to get the good loads, you have to have a few of the, of the bad loads in there. And then, so our goal is to minimize that number. But also when a driver gets on one of those, then we back them up with one of those good loads after that to, to really keep them moving. So um, we're working hard this bid season to really – it's about two things. It's about obviously what is rate and what can we get on rate there, uh, but what are the best loads to have on our network? And and certainly uh, that is that makes miles a lot better. And then when we get rate increases, um, you know our goal in getting rate increases then is to share that with the, with the driver. And and we as I mentioned, bid season started a little bit earlier this year, so we saw some October, November, December um, bids out there. We got rate increases, so we did give a driver pay increase in in January. And and, and certainly looking at way bid season's going now, I, I suspect we'll be doing rate increases or uh, pay increases for our drivers uh, with these rate increases that we're able to to get here in the next month or two. Um, I, I kind of mentioned the, the word of the day, you know, in our culture now is trends. How are things trending, you know, trending on the social media platforms, trending in business, uh, trending in, in just about every aspect of life. That's that's the new buzzword. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I know that you've pretty much touched on, on a lot of things that are trending now, but um, what sticks out to you um, in terms of trends this, business, uh, this bid season? Well, I think um, contrary to what you may be watching in the stock market in the last uh, week and certainly yesterday, uh, the, the, the real underlying trend to what we're seeing here, which is 
part of the great thing about being in the trucking world, we get a little insight to that is our customers are busy and it's, it's a broad base of customers. It's just not one industry that we're seeing. And it doesn't look like it's just, well, we need to refill inventory. Um, They're real positive about being busy for, for the entire year. And certainly um, seeing them invest in, uh, in plant and equipment as well. I was at a customer here a couple a few weeks back, and they're opening up a plant that they had shut down back in 2009 um, to to start you know producing product again. Mm-hmm. And so the good thing we're seeing here is there's really a strong uh, undertow here of positive business current, um, positive positive business activity, which to me that's great for trucking and should be great for all the drivers out there. To you know, we've seen it in the past. You know, 2014, 15. You remember? It seemed like it was a strong six months, and then we hit the cliff. Uh, this seems like it's going to be, uh, there's no cliff in sight for the next 12 months at least. We are in a period of change right now. We have been for a while. Uh, there have been a lot of um, uh, factors that have uh, taken that change paradigm and kind of bounced it around a little bit, and nobody really knew what was going on uh, in terms of the ELD rollout, in terms of other things. Um, Once the new normal sets in, and it hasn't set in yet, we're still in that uh, transition period, which is the most difficult period in, in anyone's life. Uh, especially business or industry. Once the transition period is over, do you think, it sounds like you're saying the new normal is going to be pretty doggone good once we get through this. You know, I, I would hope so. Um, it seems like it will be, but uh, I also know that uh, once you think you get to normal, there's some other change factor <laughs> out there. You, know, you mentioned blockchain. You know, that's that's probably something that will maybe not have as big of an effect, but, uh, um, you, you know, there just seems to be uh, something that, that – knocks us off of normal. So, yeah, we certainly feel that way. We certainly are hoping it's going to be that way. But we always have to stay on top of our game because we we have to see what's going to try to, you know, derail us, so to speak. Can't wait to talk to you again, Tim. Great to be on, and uh, certainly uh, appreciate uh, you talking about this topic. You know, it's it's one that uh, I think a lot of people outside of the walls of the trucking company don't see, and the amount of work that goes into it. I'm just proud of our teams and, and the detail they get to on these bids and, and really getting the best freight for our drivers out there. Absolutely, and we are proud to have you guys and everybody associated with the uh, companies as part of our team of sponsors here at Radio Nemo. Tim Ashoff, everybody. Uh, Crete Schaefer Hunt Trucking.